Praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Say that again. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. We come into his house with thanksgiving and with praise. Let us pray. Oh God, we are so thankful to be here again. God, we know that this is no accident or happenstance, but it is in divine order that you have commissioned us to be here at Cade Chapel. And God, we're asking you to open our hearts and our mind as we enter this service. And those that are listening to us online, Lord, we ask that you give them a special anointing. And if we, by any chance, came here doubting your will, doubting your possibilities, we're asking you, God, to let us open that spirit up so that we can receive what you have given for us this day. Anoint every voice that will sing. Speak through every deacon that will participate today. And Lord, give us the word that you would have us to say. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. 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 Kate Chapel, let's get on our feet this morning. Let's wake up our whole bodies as we praise and worship God this morning. the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. Come on and worship the Lord with us this morning. You have the power to command. I command my soul to bless the Lord. to 
for this morning will come from Psalms, the 42nd chapter, verse 11, and it reads as follows. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. God's word for God's people. Song says, Your love for me, your love for me, it is so completely, so completely beautiful.
so completely beautiful. So completely beautiful. Yeah, say that one more time. Beautiful. Your love for me. Heavenly Father, we come to you today saying thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do, Heavenly Father. Bless the sick and the shut-in, Heavenly Father. Bless the ones who are losing faith right now as we speak right now, Heavenly Father. And bless the ones who are gaining faith, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your knowledge and your word, Heavenly Father. Thank you for everything that you're doing for us individually and collectively, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this church that you've given us, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the pastor, the deacons, Heavenly Father. Lord, we ask a special blessing for the ones that are right now that wanted to be in church but couldn't make it to church, Heavenly Father. Bless the ones who have strife in their heart, malice in their heart, Heavenly Father, that you really regain them and give them compassion, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord. We honor you with everything that we have, Heavenly Father. And thank you for a blessing, blessing for me, Lord, that you've been able to change someone like me into a vessel, Heavenly Father. I appreciate that, Lord. I appreciate the glory that you have given me, Heavenly Father. It's been a long walk with Heavenly Father. It's been a good walk. I want to thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful church, and I want to tell you that I love my church. Lord, I want to ask you that you have another special blessing for Mr. Fred Gross and some of the other ones, Heavenly Father, that are in the hospital. Thank you for allowing him to come back home, Heavenly Father, and continue his journey and his walk with you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. And at this time, I want to say a special blessing for the pastor, wherever he is, Heavenly Father, that you give him traveling grace, traveling grace. In your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Set me free, so beautiful. You can still worship him, it's all right. Beautiful. beautiful. Your love for me, your love for me. Oh, that's good news. It's so complete. So completely. So completely beautiful. Oh, yes, give him glory. to let the worshipers in as we prepare for the responsive reading. As they come in the sanctuary conference, we are going to have our responsive reading. It will be our church covenant. I think it's going to be on the screen. I will lead it for your participation. Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus as our Savior. We do now in the presence of God, angels in this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. To promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, district, discipline, and doctrines. 
We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintance. To avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love. be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. All be more engaged that when we remove from this place, we will as soon as possible unite with some other church, we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. God bless you. Amen. Now ready for our congregational hymn, we'll be singing My God is Real.
and all members are strongly encouraged to attend. Gay Chapel, we have an abundance of 2019 planners that are available to anyone who can use them. If you need a planner or know someone who could use a planner, just mosey on down to the Family Life Gym and pick up some on your way out. The installation of ministry leaders for our new church calendar year will take place on Sunday, October the 6th during the 11 o'clock worship service. Mark your calendars for our annual Parent and Youth Fall Kickoff the Youth Department invites you, even if you're not a member, to an awesome Parent and Youth Kickoff informational session and luncheon on Sunday, October the 20th at 1 p.m. in the Family Life Gym. Our ministry leaders and executive committee will be on hand to discuss the various Youth Department ministries and specific requirements and expectations. Youth will also have an opportunity to sign up for various ministries. Parents and guardians can learn some awesome volunteer opportunities and a delicious hot Sunday dinner will be served. On Sunday, September the 29th, we invite you to come to Cade and rep your school colors. You can wear the colors from your elementary school, your middle school, your high school, or college, or maybe even the school you wish you had gone to. It doesn't matter, Cade. Rep your school on Sunday, September the 29th, and learn more about supporting our school here, the Cade Development Learning Center. Most of us care about this planet, and we do our part by recycling. And Mother Earth thanks you for this. We know that the items that we recycle go on to become many new things, like a park bench or playground equipment and much more, and that's pretty cool. But you want to know something even cooler? With our own hands, we can create new things. The ladies from the Circle of Temperance are taking plastic bags and making them into blankets for the homeless. Winter's coming. And even here in Mississippi, the ground can get pretty cold. So the Circle of Temperance aims to make 30 blankets by mid-December to donate to the men of the Billy Brumfield Shelter. I told you, it's a pretty cool project. And I know what you're thinking. How can I help? Well, we need your plastic t-shirt style bags like the ones you get from Walmart or Kroger's or Target. You can just drop these off in the old fellowship hall. It takes 700 bags to make one blanket. So 700 times 30, 
plus one carries zero equals a lot of bags. So we need your bags and your friend's bags, your neighbor's bags, your co-worker's bags. And if you find a stranger who wants to donate some bags, well, we'll take those bags too. Connecting and serving is what we do here at Cade. So let's support this effort to save our planet and do some good for our community. If you want to learn more about these projects, just reach out to either Sister Brady or Sister McDonald and they'll have more information. We know you've been waiting for it. The kickoff for the 2019 Cantata begins this month on September the 28th. We'll see you here in the sanctuary at 9 a.m. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events and to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family. Just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Let me just emphasize two announcements that Pastor wanted us to get you to put on your calendar right away. You know, that was a lot of information. Uh, please put down this coming Thursday at 6 o'clock is our annual business meeting. 6 o'clock on the 19th. Now, you know, my job as Minister of Social Responsibility is to constantly remind you that these are the kind of things that we're supposed to do. So if you've never come to a business meeting, you might want to come this Thursday at 6 o'clock. And the announcement with reference to the fifth Sunday, uh, this is so important that we start showing our support in many different ways, but also looking at school support on the 29th, which is the fifth Sunday. And if you don't have a t-shirt, uh, wear your favorite school colors, but we want to be in spirit for all schools on the 29th. Good morning. We've uh, reached at this part of our worship service where everyone can have the opportunity to not only show love, but give love. You know, if God has been good to you, at least we can be good to somebody else. Amen? This is our benevolent offer time. The Bible tells us that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And like Brother Thickpin would usually sometimes say, I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm in the giving and not the receiving. Amen.
us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you receive and bless these gifts in our lives. Oh God, we offer in response to your steadfast love. As your son Jesus transformed people's lives, so may the lives of others be transformed through these gifts. Through our love and through our witness, in Christ's name we pray. We have some that are ready for the right hand of fellowship. Hezekiah Bailey and Langston Clark. If you're here, will you come down front, please? And while they're coming, I'd like to recognize all visitors. All visitors, will you please stand? All visitors, will you please stand? Amen. We'd like to thank you for coming and, and joining in with our worship service. And we ask that if your schedule allow, that you continue to visit with us at any time you can. But if you're looking for a church home, we ask that you would consider us and we pray that you have found home. And while you're here, we're going to give you something that you can only find here at Kate Chapel.
at this time each Sunday, you receive information on those who are in need of your prayers, your phone calls, the people that you can minister to during the week. We're going to ask that you continue to pray for the Lynn, Miller, and Foster families. The, the memorial service for Miss Willette Lynn was held on yesterday here at K Chapel. Continue to pray for Mr. James C. Gilmore, the brother of Sister Frances Dunn. Pray for Jennifer Cheatham, the daughter of Walter and Lula Cheatham. Pray for Kenny Williams and also Sister Aletha Lewis. But we have recovering at home, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Audrey Harrell, Sister Vera Collins, and as always, Brother Fred Gross. I have a card here from Sister Green who was in service again this morning. She just wants to thank all of you for all that you've done. She said that words cannot express the gratitude for the love shown to her during her surgery. So again, minister where you can, go where you're called, and each day, thank God that you can do so. Amen? Amen. Well, it's tithes and offering time, and I'm still excited. And the reason why I'm so excited in Moldy Church is because now is the time that we can bless the Lord through our giving. For we understand fully that worshiping God does include offerings, which are given primarily for three reasons here at Cade Chapel. First, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Secondly, we give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying provisions for our lives. Thirdly, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and ministries that occur here and around the world through K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by the traditional envelope system, or you can also give by the K Chapel app. And for those of you that may be watching live stream this morning, you also can give by using the K Chapel app or by utilizing the number that's on the stream. Now hear the spoken word of God. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet before your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty that you may become rich. Now that is God's word for God's people. So now as we prepare to give now, let's take just a moment to sanctify what we are about to give as an offering unto the Lord, who gives every good and perfect gift to us all. Let us pray. Lord, we are about to worship you through giving. So search our hearts and sanctify our minds so that these gifts are received with joy. For Lord, we know you love a cheerful giver. In Jesus' name, amen.
y'all praise him with us. Come on, you might as well praise him. Praise God. There's a word from the Lord. And if you stand in the reading of the 42nd Psalms and 11th verse, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil unto me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him my salvation and my God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Oh God Almighty, we come before you again, hiding ourselves behind the cross. God, you know my heart, but these are the words that you've given me. Let us share them with your people for the edification of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Buckley sent me these words and said to me that this was continuation of our series, Amazing God, Amazing, uh, Awesome You. Amazing God, Awesome You. And today's sermon is Hopeful. 
As we look at that word, such pretty letters, isn't it? Hopeful. Hopeful. This is a very sad psalm because what has happened, according to the writing attributed to the sons of Kelrah, it is written in a first-person depression. And some believe that this demonstrates where King David was at the time of this writing. He was not in his normal home. He had been exiled. He was running for his life. And he was not able to worship in the temple. So here is a king in despair. And to make things worse, the reason the king was not in the temple in Jerusalem was because he was fleeing from his own son. Absalom had decided that, no, I'm not waiting on the king and, and becoming king and after my dad. I'm, I'm going to cease the power. So he had turned soldiers against King David. And the only thing King David could do was to flee to the River Jordan. And he took cover there, but he was so depressed and so out of it, he was telling the soldiers, this is my son. Don't kill him. Bring him to me. And the battle ensued, and Absalom fought well, but he got entangled in a tree, it says. And Joab actually shot him with three arrows and killed him. And this is where the story begins. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? Why are you in such turmoil with me? That, that's, that's a heavy prayer, isn't it? That's some heavy circumstances. So I want to start out talking about the first outline for today is be hopeful when life knocks you down. Now I know everybody in here knows something about being knocked down when there have been things that happened that you just did not understand why. When you lost a job or when somebody actually hit your car, when your children acted up. Is there anybody on that page this morning? You understand being knocked down. David's son, Absalom, he was ambitious. He was a good-looking young man. He could garner support from anybody. And it even said in the scriptures that he had 40 men that went ahead of him. That was his type of popularity. But now David's hope is dashed. Misery has set in. Don't you know about those days when you just can't get up? Life has just knocked you all the way down. 
Most of us have gone through looking at 9-11 again. And we remember that day, don't we? When it seemed like America was going to be in war. And it was also a day not many years ago when Katrina came, devastated our coastal areas. People all the way up here. We had one of the best testimonies of one of our members saying, and now look at me because I've gotten up. And I want to talk to you this morning about the plan. You have to have a plan if you're going to get knocked down, how to get back up. And there are four points that I want to make in this plan. First thing is, don't park by the point of pain. The next is, don't camp out with confusion. And please, don't wallow in worry. And if nothing else, don't sing in sorrow. Now, why do I know that you need a plan and we can get a plan? I went back to Jeremiah 9 and 11, and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declareth the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now, that's powerful. So let's talk about no pain. Let's talk about getting over pain. Let's talk about when pain comes. Everybody in here has had some kind of pain. Pain on your knee, pain on your back, pain in your head, pain in your hands. Do Have I hit everybody's territory yet? Pain in your feet? We know pain. And if it's not the body pain, we know pain of the neighbors, pain of the children, pains on the job. We know pain, don't we? I'm going to tell you pain can only hurt as long as you want it to hurt. You have got to make your mind up that there is something better than pain. And you have got to move yourself from the thought of pain to the thought of no pain. You have the strength and the, pro and the po possibilities of actually understanding how to cope with pain when there is a separation, when there is a foreclosure, and even when society is gone crazy like it is right now. There is full knowledge of God, God's creator and his way of sustain, sustaining us with the spirit. We just have to keep our hope and keep our faith. How do you move from the parked point of pain? Prayer. That's the way. That's the only way. That's what David did. David was so down and so out, but what did he turn to? He turned to the Lord. I tell you this morning, I have no other prescription. When you get to the point of pain and you're actually confused about where to go, turn to the Lord. He is the only answer. Romans 15, 13 say, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you must be in him. If you are going to have some kind of hopeful behavior, that including that you believe that something can be done when you are in an impossible situation, 
You have got to understand how to listen to the Lord, how to let the Holy Spirit take control, how to let the power of hope come inside of you, how to tell the devil to get thee out of my way. You have got to have that kind of faith. Psalms 126 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goes forth and in weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtlessly come again with rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. Hopeful, hopeful, hopeful that things will change. Hopeful that people will change. Hopeful that situations will change. Hopeful that life will get better. That's what we have to believe. That's why you can't camp out with confusion. You can't let the devil tell you there's no straight and narrow way. You can't be a lukewarm Christian sitting on the top of a fence. You have got to be determined and make it up in your mind that God is able to do whatever exceedingly and abundantly that you need in your life. David was paralyzed, I tell you. He was full of grief. He was torn up. Not only did he not have a nation, but he didn't have a son. But I tell you, if you read that entire story of 2 Samuel 13 through 19 chapters, it'll move you to our next point. Be hopeful when your mind is messed up. Has there ever been anybody in here had a messed up mind? You woke up one morning and you didn't know if you were going or coming. You didn't know if the situation was up or down. You didn't even understand where to turn to next. But you knew that that kind of apathy could not control your life. You knew that that apathy is the absence of hope. So you had to turn over and tell apathy to get out of your way. You have to say to apathy, that is not where God wants us to be. I don't care what Trump is doing. I don't care what's happening in this nation. I know that hope is alive, just like Jesse Jackson said. And the third point is stop waddling and worry. You cannot keep your mind concerned about things that, one, you have no control over. You cannot keep your mind in chambers of working with the devil. If the devil is telling you no, you must understand that there is a yes somewhere. And if you don't want to hear the no, tell Satan to get out of your mind. Let you alone. And then start reading the word of the Lord. And you will see all kinds of words that are there to encourage you and to lift you up and to get you out of whatever messed up mind state you're in. You have warning signs when your mind starts messing with you. You have triggers that you already know when things are not going right with your thinking power. You have patterns of behavior that shuts down your avenues of hopeful desire beyond what you should be doing on a daily basis. But let me suggest to you that you follow some examples. Jarius was out in the middle of Christ's of Christ's work. 
he was out there, Christ was healing and dealing with people. And Jairus came and he said, I got a 12-year-old daughter who is about to die. But the soldiers came back and said, oh, he, she's dead. And he went back to Jesus and said, oh, Jesus, don't worry about it. And Jesus said, no, I'm going. But before he could move, there was a woman with an issue of blood who had had it for 12 years. And she was pressing through the crowd at the same time. And she didn't want to touch his face. She didn't want to talk to him. She just said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. I'm telling you, your mind don't need to be messed up. You need to have a straight mind on what you want from the Lord and then go after it. Don't let nothing stop you. Don't let nobody get in your way. Know that the Lord is able to heal you. He's able to deliver you. He's able to give you answers. All you have to do is reach up, reach out, have hope, and believe that the Lord is there for you. I tell you that there's a story that was so unbelievable to me when I first read it and understood the background of it. It was the story of Phoebe. Phoebe was sent by Paul to Rome. You know Rome, that center of everything. Everybody got something going on. They got all kinds of gods and Paul was bold enough to go in there and organize the Christian church. Well, Paul had gone on to another region and he sent this, he had this letter. And he said, Phoebe, I want you to take the letter. Now Phoebe, unlike the culture of Rome, did not fit the three categories of women. First of all, Women in that time had to have a husband, have children, create a lineage. The other category of women is they were the ones who kept men company. They were known as companions or mistresses. And the third category of women, very prominent in Rome, were the women of pleasure, the prostitutes. So when you think about Phoebe, she didn't fit any of those categories. Here was a woman who was known for her own wealth. And it, it gave her the ability to be a part of the church. Phoebe was a deacon in the church. And here is this lady this woman being sent to, a, to Rome with a letter. Can you imagine the reception? Can you imagine even in our bodies of government and in some secular places where women still are not accepted right now today? But the story doesn't say that her faith or her hope of being successful diminished at all. It said that she went forth with the letter. But the good part of it is part of the letter was written by Paul that said, uh, I'm sending her and I want you to receive her. And not only her, but 
uh, Priscilla and Aquilas, where they're going to have the meeting in the church, I want you to do what they need you to do also. Now that took a lot of courage. That took a lot of understanding that when God sends you somewhere and God equips you to go somewhere, it may not be where you want to go. You may not have the message that you want to take, but if he gives you a message and there's a calling on your life, I would strongly suggest that you go in the name of the Lord. She went on that missionary journey. She carried the letter to the church. And why was it important to carry the letter? The church had just got messed up in their minds. They were doing all kinds of strange things. They were not in the right accord with what Paul knew that they should be. I'm going to suggest to you that if you want to be on the right accord, if you want your mind to be right, if you want the word to actually help you and guide you and protect you, you've got to keep your eyes focused on God. There is no other hope for us but God. Now I'm going to move to this third outline that says, be hopeful to praise God anyhow. Anyhow, let's go back to David. David was a man that had done a lot of things, hadn't he? I mean, in his life, I mean, he had been up and down. If we had a chart of his life, it would be like this, wouldn't it? I'm into God, I'm out of God. I'm into God, I'm out of God. He, he'd even taken another man's wife. That was Absalom's mother. And here, God still put him back on the charts, still forgave him. He still understood who was his creator and, and his protector. And that's how we have to do. What did that last part of that scripture say? For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Hope inspires us to keep believing Continue working, moving forward as we endure life's challenges. Again, praising God to keep us going. When you question God in that calling, I want you to figure out how to be happy. If you're in pain, Lord Jesus, thank you for the pain. If you're confused, Lord Jesus, thank you for the confusion. I know I'm coming out of it. If you're worried, Lord Jesus, I know this is not going to last always. You can praise him. And Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells us, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let us request, that's our hopes, be made known to God. For the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Proverbs 11 says it another way. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Stop assuming the worst about people. Stop assuming that you will not be heard. Stop acting like you don't understand the outcome for a Christian. 
Your outcome is already before you. It's good. All you got to do is walk into it. God told us in the 23rd Psalms that if we walk through the shadows of the valley of death, you'll what? Fear no evil. So you don't have to worry about those folks that think they can hurt you. You don't have to worry about a Trump. You don't even have to worry about whether or not we may or may not go into war. What you do need to do is put your eyes on the prize and know that God will take us through whatever is happening. Amazing God created amazing you. That's my phone, which I thought was off. Don't sing with sorrow. You, you know about singing with sorrow? Let me give you an example. How you doing today? Oh, Lord, I'm hurting in this place. I got this problem. I have no money. I am down. I can't get up. And dun, 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 dun. Have you ever heard that song? Woo, that's a song of sorrow. Don't sing a song of sorrow. I, I want you to sing a song of hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. And that last verse says, when all around my soul gives way, he then in my hope and will he stay. When he shall come with trumpet sound, of may I then in him be found. And if that doesn't work for you, you can sing that old hymn that all of us like to sing. How great thou art. Then sing, my soul, how great thou art. I know you're saying, surely everybody has to have a pity party. Every now and then, with no invited guests, you are the guest of honor, and you can sit in the darkness of the most recesses of your mind, and you can come down on yourself on the left and on the right, and you can say, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me. And you can continue to do that if you want to. But this is the scripture I would like to put near your heart. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mentions. If it had not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come back. Now that's a promise. That means I should not have no pity parties. I know that this is not the end of life. This is not the end of where God expects me to be. So I should not let my laurels rest on whatever is happening around me. So I'm going to go back and just summarize what you heard and what we've gone through this morning. This is the plan. I have a plan, declares the Lord, plan to prosper you and to 
not harm you, plan to give you hope and a future. And how is that going to happen, Shirley? I'm glad you asked. You are not going to park by pain anymore. You're going to learn how to pray, just like my sisters and brothers of age when they say, Arthur, get out of here. I don't want to be bothered with you today. And for those of you that don't know what that means, that's when arthritis comes. The scripture tells us we get hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Christ so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in your body. Now, what that really means is that I die daily is not just a wonderful phrase. It means that that's you and me. That means that we are letting go and letting God. That's why you cannot camp by confusion. We talked about confusion, doing all the wrong things for you. But here is your scripture to take you through when confusion come knocking at your door. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if you keep on waddling in that worry, I'm telling you, you're giving up power. You're giving up the power that God has already instilled in you. And it is not just your power. You're giving up the power he gave to you to share with someone else. Let your light shine so that men and women will be able to see your good works. And then lastly, you cannot sing with sorrow. You are the wrong people to have a sorrowful song. That's the reason I like Edwin Hopkins' song, Oh Happy Day, when Jesus came and washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch, fight, and pray. You got to get up. Use your hope. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Can you say that with me? Keep hope alive. Come on now. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. It will guide your life. Stay hopeful because you know Jesus died on the cross for us. But you also know he rose from the dead and he declared all power. Give him praises. Say thank you, Lord, for your hope. Thank you for the suffering. Thank you for the future. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for allowing me to be here this morning. And pray without ceasing. That's the energy that you need. That is the actual reward that you'll get whenever you turn to the Lord in prayer. He said, I will hear your prayers and I will answer you. Now, I think that you and I both have a lot to be hopeful for today. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. This is the time when anyone here can come forth if you want to join a real good church. Page Chapel is open and loving. So if you 
want to come, you can come by letter or by Christian experience or as a candidate for baptism. This morning I said to our eight o'clock crowd, this, this is not just about new people coming, but it's also about those of us that know that maybe this week has really gotten you down. Maybe you're in the middle of some decisions that you need to make and, and you need the saints to pray with you. This is a time you can also come. And we're asking you to be open with us because you know God wants specific prayers. And you know, general prayers may work, but he said what you ask for. So we're saying to you, the doors of the church are open. You can come now. You don't have to worry. And don't you be afraid. Mm. Joy comes in the morning. Isn't that a message? Troubles, they don't last always. Say it now. For there's a friend in Jesus. I promise you. Who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken. Yes. Just lift your hands and say. Help me sing it, y'all. I know that I can make it. You can come right now for prayer. I know that I can stand. No matter. May come out with my life. I can take it.
Christian experience. Amen. That means you have been baptized? Yes. You have been a member of the church before? Yes. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to study with us? Yes. Are you willing to work with us? Yes. Amen. I'm going to ask that you go with Brother Campbell that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. Amen. And this young man is coming for prayer. So I'm going to ask Reverend Dunn if he would administer this prayer. Let us pray. Almost heavenly gracious Father. Lord God Almighty, and sovereign God, God, we come to you right now as humbly we know how. Lord, we have your child here in need of prayer. Lord, we don't know what's going on with him, but we know that you are God that knows all things. So the Heavenly Father, we ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that whatever his request be, we ask that he receive it, and your will be done in his life. And we know that, Lord, that's all we can ask for. The Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you and uplift your holy name. Lord, when there's trouble in this time, we ask that, Lord, that you be with him. Comfort him, Lord. It is some son Jesus' name we do pray. all hearts are satisfied we're asking that you stand so that we can go home oh heavenly father we thank you for this day we thank you for this service we thank you for your word and as we dismiss ourselves from this building we're not ending the service because we're just beginning to serve you let us go out and tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death and that the gift of God is eternal life. Let someone hear this word through one of our members today that they can be hopeful. Let us share with someone that is in our house and someone on our job or someone we pass in the street that there is hope in God. Not me, but hope in God because it is God that can deliver us from any evil. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. And all the saints said, amen, amen, amen. amen.